Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dork down for a Hi, Jackie Cation here. You're listening to The Dork Forest. You know the websites, dorkforest.com, thedorkforest.com. If you like a determiner, jackiecation.com has everything. Both of my podcasts, all of the stand-up stuff, the new album, links to YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, all the things. But so I think does dorkforest.com, where you can look at old videos of different shows. Anyway, if you want to support the show, tell people about the show, review it on iTunes, thumbs it up on Pandora or Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. I appreciate that. You can donate. You can donate monthly. PayPal lets you do that. You can also do my Venmo if you like. It's at Jackie Cation absolutely everywhere. And my email address is Jackie at JackieCation.com. And that's what the PayPal is. The PayPal link is on JackieCation.com and DorkForest.com. And go to any of them. Thanks for listening. There's merch. There's stand-up. There's tour guide. You know, you can find out where I'm touring. This is getting long. So let's get into the show. Hello and welcome to the show, Darlication. Uh, or Cashian. Or Cashian? What are we doing these days? How are you pronouncing our last name? Cashian, always Cashian. <laughs> All right, Cashian. Unless uh, I'm in a coffee shop in Denver. <laughs> and then somebody says, you sound very familiar. <laughs> Hi, Darla. Uh, Rangers, it's my sister. She's back uh, to do another Dork Forest. Because I can't believe we never did a Dork Forest. Uh, that trombone episode of the Dork Forest made me go, why the hell did we never do chamber orchestras or orchestras at all? Because you enjoy... Okay. Can you hear that I'm at a Phil's in San Francisco, possibly? Maybe not. <laughs> Can you hear? Yeah. Okay. But you don't hear the background where they're knocking out? I do. I ah. hear the pounding. Well, it, it, we'll, we'll look at It's the um, percussion section of the podcast. Right. There's, there's ambiance, you guys. This is a That's beautiful right. ambiance. So here we go. Uh, I am recording. Let us begin with uh what instruments do you currently play do you say could you read music were you handed a a a thing you know i i was thinking about that the other day when i dropped one of the kids off at a friend's and there was a trombone sitting there and i thought (laughs) were it not for covid i would have asked if i could play the trombone (laughs) right Um, right all right my arms aren't long enough but um but like in theory could i uh so what do i currently play yeah. I occasionally play a viola. Okay. Um, I often play an electric guitar. Often? Yeah, often, because I have one in my home office. And when I become frustrated with the world. Oh, do, you, do you noodle around on an electric guitar? I do. I do. You don't, you don't play that stairway to heaven, do you? Is it I wish like, I could. Uh, it's... But in theory, yes. <laughs> Right, if you had the music, I suppose. Yeah, mostly what I do is I um, play music I like. This is going to sound very familiar to our childhood. (laughs) I I play along with the radio. Oh, okay. um, It's like an ear-tuning exercise. So um, Fun! Yes. uh, I didn't know you were still doing that. That's awesome. (laughs) It's my favorite. I actually love it. Um, we have a piano, so occasionally I play the piano. Okay. Um, and uh, it was, I think, like to me, buying a piano was a big deal in my life. So, right. um, and then I think that's about it right now. I really, you know, I go through phases of like looking for a French horn. Yeah. Again, and I think I like my neighbors. I don't know that they deserve <laughs> So, um. uh, okay. So, and now let's back up. So the first instrument you learned was the violin, right? It was the violin. Yes. And was it with Mr. Owie? Owie, Owie, Owie? No. I, you know what? That was so long ago. So I, in fourth grade, we got right. to pick an instrument and it was, I think it was Mrs. Um, it wasn't the music teacher at Rawson, was it? No, no. It was, you were, it was the orchestra director. Where did you go to fourth grade? I went to Rawson. Yeah. Oh, you did go to Rawson. Okay. Yeah. So no, it wasn't the music director there, but 
you know, like you, you picked an instrument and then you went to like some, like this is, it was Mrs. Dixon. <laughs> okay. Do you remember? I her? never met Mrs. Dixon. I'm sure you did. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> she was the violin teacher when, um, you know, so basically like you went to these big group lessons that were like kind of a cattle call. And then once a week they came to your school and you oh. did a, and then you did a group lesson with your fellow classmates. Like, right. Okay. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of how the whole thing got started. I hated it. I hated everything about it. Um, and, right. uh, but what I, because, but I, but I thought, well, I'm going to have to do this because I said, I'm doing this. Right. And so, um, so instead I thought, well, if I'm going to hate it, at least I should be good at it. Right. Well, I have to tell you that Russ just told me, and this makes sense because he's two years older than you are and you're two years older than I am. He's three was, years older than me. Yeah. And so he wanted to play an instrument and uh, Nancy and dad wouldn't let him. Somebody wouldn't let him because Scott and Phil had blown it off and they rented an instrument. And so he had to negotiate. He was like, well, what would be free? And so right, that's, that's why, why he played he, the flute. Yep. That's why yeah. he played the flute. And so, but, had, yeah, but much like it, much like, like Russ trying to reinvent, you know, the wheel by the time it got to you, it was like, you have to take an instrument and you're like, but I am not certain. I wish to take an instrument. No, no, no. I really wanted to take an instrument, oh, but, did you? but here's the thing. So you sign up to play the violin, right? Because a bunch of like high school kids come and play. And you're like, oh, that looks cool. And no one tells you that you're about to embark on the most difficult thing you've ever decided to do. When you're nine or eight or nine years old. Yeah. Like, so from that perspective, like I really wanted to do it. It looked cool. And it was like, they were good. Yeah. Little did I know. And so the funny thing about it is like, to this day, like in my work, I think I would rather hire a violinist or a golfer or somebody, you know, like we, in my work, we hire a lot of like people who played big team sports, right? Hockey players, football players. Oh, okay. People who are part of a team. Right. Yeah. And I think there's some merit in being part of a team. And eventually if you get to be a good enough violinist, yep. you get to be part of a team called an orchestra. Right. Right. What it takes to get there is an incredible amount of self-discipline and focus individual and the, work i suppose well and the willingness to fail all the time huh okay right? yeah so that to me was the greatest value of it is like there is no point of perfection that really okay. what you're doing is you're trying to get better at something you could never be perfect at wow okay that makes perfect sense well and i think for you who knows me like it makes perfect sense as to who I am today, right? Well, and, and, it, and it, quite honestly, it reminds me of sales. It reminds right. me of stand-up. It reminds me of sales. It reminds me of everything to some extent. Every, every difficult thing in work, in life, right? Because like, you continue to fail. Right. And so, you know, so, yeah, so that's what I did. And I worked hard at it and I got to be pretty good. And, um well, because uh, here's here's how I remember it. Now, correct this is that you started violin, and I started viola, which I have always uh, credited, you know, as 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 a mixed bag as our parent as our parents were. The fact that they were willing to sit through years of bad violin and viola is one is to their credit. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they, Nancy insisted that we practice. She was like, you have to practice. And it was paint. I was terrible. Oh, that's so and, interesting. I don't remember her ever making me practice. Uh, maybe just I, because I did all the time. Right. Anyway. I think you did all the time. And, yeah. and then when I quit viola, I, re I, distinctly remember you saying we can quit and but by then you were good too late. <laughs> yeah by then you liked it by then you had spent yeah. hours on end uh becoming actually proficient at it so and then i switched over to clarinet and then you were like what is that instrument 
Gimme, well, gimme, gimme, gimme. <laughs> gimme, gimme. <laughs> and then I switched to trumpet and you were like, what? There's brass? Can I touch? Anyway, so uh so you yeah, so you became good enough when yeah, so what was the next? So you're in grade school orchestra or what was it? Yeah. So like in my little group of kids in fifth grade. Like, I always love, I don't know, Randy Raminsky, if you're out there and a Dork Forest <laughs> fan. I hope so, because you are a person I tell stories about all the time. Really? And part of the reason is he stayed in the orchestra through high school. And he was, oh. um, he didn't, he may have never gotten to be proficient. Um, but, but he just for, kept coming. Yeah, but for whatever reason, he stuck it out. And so I give him a tremendous amount of credit for that, because I also think, like, I don't know. I, one of the challenges in life is how do you, how do you work hard at something you might not ever get to be great at? Right. Right. Because there's so much emphasis on like excellence and like, I think, well, what about adequateness? Right. <laughs> hey, Bamford's doing a, a joke celebrating mediocrity. And, Correct. Uh... Correct. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's tremendous. Um, so I think, so a couple interesting things happened. One is they separated me out of the group of other fifth graders. Okay. Sixth graders. I don't remember which. And then I got a private lesson while they carried on okay. um, because I was doing well and they were doing pr less proficiently, I guess. Um, but here's the funny story. Then we got to junior high, seventh grade. Um, I did not audition for the orchestra. I just showed up and I, and I declined the opportunity because <laughs> turned out like in the audition, then they would put you in order, right? Like, oh, right, right. Like first chair, second. Right. Right. Okay. But it turned out, I didn't know how to read music. Oh, right. You were like, just I could hearing hear it, it by ear. Yeah. I could hear it and play it and I didn't know how to read music. So, um, so I sat actually sat with Randy Ruminski because he was last chair. I wasn't so bad that I was second last year. <laughs> and the the orchestra director, you know, so that so Mr. Then, like, Kadevers? No, no, no. This was junior high. So Linda something okay. or another. Okay. And um so here's the weird thing about like what public schools used to be and could be again if we decided to invest, mm -hmm. right? Um so again, I show up, it's public school, right? With an orchestra director who gave music lessons right, right. so i right. show up i don't audition i end up in the orchestra i go for my first lesson and right. she's like well you can play the violin well yes yeah. i can but then she figured out i didn't know how to read music right so then i learned to read music and much get uh, this in high school you noticed that i didn't know how to read music Correct. And, and explain to me how to read music. And that's how I learned how to read music. So thank you very much for that. We're sisters, you guys. Anyway, so you didn't get you're... to the stereo <laughs> dialogue here, but it's uh, great. Uh, yeah. So you're you're so she re she realized you didn't know how to read music. Yeah. So then when I was like going into eighth grade, a whole bunch of like the kids in the know were auditioning for the Milwaukee Youth Symphony. Oh. I was not in the know. I didn't know about this. What is this thing? Right, right. Um, but I thought, well, if they're auditioning, I should too. <laughs> so you just essentially followed a small crowd of children. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, Lori Barsamian and Sue Yalanjan and a bunch of other Armenian kids. <laughs> right, right. Uh, what's her name who played the cello? I apologize. Ander Hosepian. Oh, that's uh, it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So like, I, I mean, honestly, like all of you have heard stories of our parents raised by wolves. Right. Right. But someone got me down to this audition. Right. Someone and, did drive you. Yes. You, and then, okay. and then dad agreed to be part of the carpool chain. Right? Did he? Yes. He carpooled once a month, picked us up. Good and I, yeah. That, this actually, this is a nice story about Elliot. It is a Kitchen. nice story about Elliot. <laughs> and but here's the other cool thing is that he also brought us candy bars. Oh my god! <laughs> right, and why is that? Because Dad has a sweet tooth, and he he, he does enjoy chocolate. He truly does. When Maria Bamford bought him a six month avocado of the month a thing for his never say no without a number premise, 
at the end of it, he was like, no more avocados, please. Anyway, candy Fair bars. Enough. Yes. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that was really, and it, it's funny, I just not long ago had a conversation with the new development director at the Milwaukee Symphony of like life-changing exposure to a world that otherwise I think we wouldn't have known about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's through that, that like everyone went to college, everyone. All know, of those people came from other kinds of families. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. 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 So, but here's the funny thing. So how did I get to play the viola? Um, so I played the violin, eighth grade, ninth grade, summer, maybe, yeah, maybe the summer between ninth and 10th grade, I started playing the viola. I played in that, that summer orchestra that oh, yeah. met every single day. Um, That's right. Yeah. That was so crazy. It was um, the, the principal cellist for the Milwaukee Symphony Orchestra. Like, again, if you want to invest in young people, right? Like this orchestra was free and it was uh, Harry Sturm who was the principal cellist. So the orchestra directed it. And then he just volunteered his time. Well, I'm sure somebody paid him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so it was every day from like nine to 12. And then on Fridays, every Friday night, this was like six weeks. We played, an entire symphony orchestra. I mean, a, an entire symphony. So like Beethoven's fifth, we played it start to finish. Oh my gosh. Right? And so that's all we worked on all week. And then Friday night, we would do that. And, and then the next perform week, it? Yeah, the next week, a, a Tchaikovsky symphony. So I auditioned for this orchestra. This is so like the story of my life um, to play the viola because I wanted to get better at playing the viola. I didn't really know how to play the viola all that well. So I had memorized a audition piece. I could do my scales, scales are scales. I couldn't sight read because the music was an alto clef. So I didn't know how to, but I thought, well, once I get there, right, whoever I sit with will be able to read the music and they'll, they'll tell me, they'll teach me, (laughs) right? So come to find when I showed up the first day that I was the only viola player. Oh. So Lori okay. Colfords, who played the bassoon, bassoon's also alto clef, taught me to read music on the way to practice every day. Um, Holy yeah, smokes. There you smoke. go. There you so, go. Um, so that was kind of cool. Um, but here was the other amazing thing. Once a week, somebody from the symphony came and ran a section, right? Uh, like, so somebody came to work with the violins and the violas and the well, I was the only viola player. So guess who got like a two-hour private lesson every week? That'd be you, Darlication. Yeah. And then that same person played with us every Friday night so that we would have more than one viola player. So, right. Um, so then th- that fall, when I went back to my youth orchestra, they basically were like, we're going to elevate you to the top orchestra, but only if you play the viola because they're in short supply. Right. And I am nothing if not an opportunist. I remember you telling me that when we were, but I didn't hear the, okay, that's awesome. Yeah. So that was cool. I mean, and that's that's why you encouraged me to play the bass clarinet. You're like, you could be first bass clarinet. Right. Right. Much more opportunities. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, that was, uh, you know, but, but like, so the other things that came to pass around that, like, you know this, that everyone in our high school who played an instrument wanted to be in the marching band. Right. Right. And so. You because find- Miss Ellie was nuts. She, she was followed- amazing. She earned, she made the money to make it happen every summer, right. but she did not get paid. Right. You know, she, and she, it was fun. It right? was so fun. It saved lives, that marching yeah. band. I, I swear to God, it got, it, it saved so many kids' lives in South Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And. And when she retired, the new marching, the new band director was like, no, I go away with my family in the summer. And they didn't do it and they couldn't find the money. And so they, I don't think they have one right now. That's terrible. Yeah. So I really wanted to be a marching band for yeah. football games for, um, for so, summer. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think at first, cause I could play the flute 
Because we had a flute. Because we had a um, flute. I think I played the flute, and then and then she was recruiting people to play the trombone, but my little dinosaur arms not long enough to play the <laughs> trombone. Um, Please listen to the old episode of the yes. Dork Forest from a month ago. <laughs> yeah, you have to be taller than five yeah. feet tall. Well, and that's why that kid ended. That's why that guy ended up playing the flute, the trombones, because he had the longest arms. Right. So. Exactly. So, um, so then, um, same request for French horn players, right? Okay. And I thought, well, the French horn is perfect because it really, like, in a symphony orchestra, plays a, a similar line, oftentimes, or it plays a role as a supporting cast to okay. a symphony orchestra. Is it the same bass clef? Like, is it the same? No, it's it's alto clef. Is it alto clef? Okay, yeah, yeah, so the I music so. is the same. Okay. Um, and so, and again, the other really cool thing about where we went to school is there were instruments that right? you could borrow. Yeah, I got to play a flugelhorn for about a semester off right. and on because they had one yeah it was super cool so um so i really uh and in fact I, I by my junior year so the milwaukee Youth symphony required that you um play in your local high school orchestra okay because, um they didn't want to be seen as taking people you know as like uh stripping people out of a out of a public school program because the youth symphony was so much better right um, but i kind of i was like well can't i just play in the band no yeah no <laughs> you had to yeah could not do that um so yeah so i mean so then yeah so then i learned to play the well the trumpet and the french horn yep because i had a trumpet because i switched over to trumpet but you had yeah. already learned the trombone and the french horn you were like can i learn to play the french horn because it has the same clap the same music yeah. So, I mean, it was interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I think like, I do wonder, I do wonder if I had just, you know, been able to stick it out with the French horn, if that would have, if that would have turned into a professional music career. Yeah. Though I'm, you know, for many reasons, so grateful not to have that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then, and then there's of course the story of you trying to join the army marching band, but, but I, but then you went to you played the banjo in a klezmer band, but that oh, was years later. The I thought you played the banjo. Oh, you no, played, I played the... the electric bass. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was funny. I was I ran into some people I was acquainted with, and one of them played in this klezmer band, and I said, "Hey, you know, if you guys ever need a like a backup violinist, now what you must know is that they're like I could never have." played as their violinist was phenomenal oh really she's a professional she's okay but it was a way and 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 judith who's now a very good friend of mine said um we don't need a violinist we need a bass player and i said well, <laughs> I, I can play the bass yep <laughs> if i get one and learn how right and so the, it was really funny because then judith eisner the head of the band called me that monday and she's like i hear you play the bass and i was like well yeah, I'm super busy for the next like three, four weeks getting and learning to play the bass. <laughs> <laughs> but anyone who's listened to Klezmer music, you're like, boom, boom, boom. I mean, this is not complicated. Right, 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 right. right. So um, this, this is one of my favorite things about our family is that we weren't, we don't have imposter syndrome. We were raised to be imposters. Right, so right. I, I, like... can, I can probably figure out how to do that. It will be fine. I may yes. not be the best you've ever seen. On but the other I, hand, they had no others. So. Right? Right? Yes. Yeah. Just teach me how to do it. It'll be fine. I may have yeah. to ask more than once. How do you yeah, do that? It was that? very funny. She was super annoyed all the time because I'm like, no, I need the music. Like, I don't, <laughs> I'm not going to remember. But honestly, I think they let me stay in that band. I was in that band for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. But I think it was also because I had a station wagon. <laughs> you know, like when you're in a band, that's that is a valid. Uh, you get cut a lot of slack if you have a station in, wagon. In the Princess Bride, when they found the wheelbarrow, that was another tool that the that had not been mentioned. He was like, "Why didn't you mention the wheelbarrow?" Yeah, because uh, that is also a value. <laughs> but I remember Jackie calling you after this one gig where we opened for Tina and the B sides at First Avenue. Right, right. Was like the big main stage where. 
Prince made his name, you know. Yeah, who's uh, dues on the wall? I mean, it's yeah, fancy pants. Totally, yeah. totally. We got paid a hundred dollars, and there were eight of us. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think it worked out to like twelve or eighteen dollars, but it cost me twelve bucks to park. Right. I did get a free beer out of it, and I thought, well, this is how alcoholism starts. Exactly. <laughs> drink for free. That's a terrible idea. Yep. Um, how am I supposed to play? Right. Yep. But here, you know, but all I can think is, oh my gosh, you poor people in bands are never going to make a living. Right. Well, that's the thing is, is that's when you think about people in bands, it's always, you know, they're sleeping in a van, they're splitting a hotel room. I, I don't know how they stay together for as long as they stay together. Right. Because they're stacked on top of each other. Too much togetherness. Yeah. At least yeah. stand up comics, you're alone. Right. It's, yeah. You could be sad. So, you could be happy alone. But, but I mean, it was a life skill that allowed me to open up for a band on you know it was super fun it was yeah. an all ages show and we were all well i was much younger then but like we were too old to be at an all ages show <laughs> but it was hilarious so that okay so now let us take a, a lateral move and talk about the great well you did go you have two big trips that you took at high school right you took one to, to scotland and one to, to canada didn't you i think the canada was a student council thing Oh, was that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And so, um, yeah. So um, I think it was the summer before our senior year, we went to the International Festival of Youth Orchestras in Aberdeen, Scotland. That's right. And it was amazing. Right. So first of all, like many advantages to playing the viola. The number one, when they announced that this trip was going to happen, I was, I, I right away said, I, I can't go. Right. In thousands of dollars cost yeah. money that we don't have right and um and they i helped like, you sell pizzas right but that was the thing is that i said i'll do everything to support everyone help you know who wants to go who can go yeah. right yeah. um probably i don't know the second half of the school year they called and said well what could you pay yeah Right. Like you got to pay something. What could you pay? And I think, I think it was like 200. I think I had like $200. Right. And, wow. I, and I think Elliot and Nancy kicked in some small amount of money and they were like, okay, well you can go then get a passport. Right. Wow. Yeah. So, um, then you had to find $60 for a passport. Right. Uh. You know, but like the parents were sort of on board with some of the like smaller expenses and, yeah. um, uh yeah i mean it was but I, but the, uh, there were many other things in that whole experience of being in that orchestra that were you know like we did every year we did this big sacred music concert that was like one year we did a catholic like the uh, at a catholic cathedral we did the Ernest block sacred service which is a jewish um it was actually one of my favorite pieces of music um uh, at a synagogue in Chicago. Okay. Um, you know, and just again, like I think for people whose parents, you know, like I think about my kids and like mind blowing opportunities that they have. Yeah. And like, but if your parents didn't go to college or, yeah, you know, like it's just yeah. a very, we had a very much smaller life yeah. that was made bigger by the opportunities that the orchestra provided for me. Yep. Yep. Um, so. That's cool. So now going to see orchestras, going to like, like pit orchestra stuff in, in musical theater, you did some of that. And that was, and I did some of that. That was just high school, but then you would go and see yeah. different symphonies, right? Yeah. I and you still I, see, you still go to chamber orchestras, if I remember correctly. Yeah. I don't go as much as I wish I did because Sam doesn't enjoy the classical music. But um, uh, so I think if I had known that people like you could be a, uh, like the pit orchestra was something that was a career. Yeah. Like, I think if I had known that, I would have been like, oh my gosh, I totally would do that. <laughs> like, that's the most fun or, you know, although, you know, I just always remember Miss Kulagowski's telling the orchestra we were out of, that we weren't in tune and the singers <laughs> were in tune. And I'm like, mm. 
skeptical right uh, right because they don't have they don't, there's no forks there's no there's no right. there's nothing to spin on a person also the one of them the 35 of us <laughs> <laughs> all being out of tune together so um but yeah if i had known that that would have been cool i think um you know some of the like i'm fortunate to live in a place with a phenomenal uh symphony orchestra the minnesota symphony okay um, and before the pandemic, Sam and I went and saw Dessa um, with the Minnesota Orchestra, where she developed a. Um, is uh, that a mus? Is that a musician, Dessa? Yeah, she's a famous musician. Yeah. Thank you. Well, just yeah, always. Know. Why would you know that? Why would <laughs> I, I know that? <laughs> I, this is why we live with people who know things. <laughs> exactly. I'm like famous. I, I, very famous. Yeah, they, okay. They also did like um like a Harry Potter. Like showing Harry Potter, playing the Harry Potter music. Right. I think things like that, that make classical music really accessible. Um, like I, I remember in high school, I would, I would sometimes take the bus downtown to see like the Chicago symphony and yeah. they would perform things that were totally inaccessible. And the, here's the thing. If you're like a 17, 16 year old kid and you show up and you say, Hey, is there an extra ticket? Um, yeah they give you one you don't have yeah to, yeah you like, don't have yeah. they're like yeah you're yeah. a single you're one you're one single child teenager. one single <laughs> teenager for some reason wants to see a symphony orchestra please yeah. pretty yes. amenable yeah um so uh yeah so i mean i think that there's you know it was so much of the old school was you know, this is uh, like a very serious endeavor, which we must take very seriously and right. just don't have fun, right? right. And I think that that's, you know, been, um, you know, just because of capitalism turned on its side, right? Like we need people who want to come to this stuff and it's boring, serious stuff. Nobody wants to do that. Right. And so, so, so let's do the soundtrack to Star Wars or right, Jaws. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. And you get kids to come and, you know, that's like one of the things I always like, like in the band, um, letting kids play with your instrument, you know, letting, you know, when kids would come over, when the kids were little and their friends would come over and you know I had a little violin that I bought from China for her to just play with. And then the kids would want to play with my instrument. And I'm like, yeah, you should. Yeah. In fact, maybe that's the picture I'll get of you is of me with Judah. At the slug? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, with little great. kids all. So, like, it's, you know, it's made to feel so uh, foreign, classical music. And then, like, Noah gets really mad at me when she's like, well, how do you know the tune of that, like, pop song already? And I'm like, because all music has been written, right? It's just, there's not that many notes. And we're oh. just going to put them in a different order, right? Okay. Yeah, and we're going to give them a different beat, but all, you know, so but like you, in my head, it's all been written, right? Right. So you can figure it out. Yeah. Which is amazing. So. Yeah. Which is why you like playing with the radio. Correct. Yeah. And also, I feel like it forces you to listen to what you're doing and listen to, um, you know, tone and, and all that. So. Um, wow. So what are your favorite, um, what are your favorite, are there favorite symphonies, are there favorite arrangements, are there favorite songs to play to? What do you oh, get? I love country music, so I play always to country music. Oh, really? So, so pathetic, <laughs> I know. <laughs> that is terrible. hilarious. <laughs> yeah, um, I, you know, I like what? Mary Chapin, I like the Chicks. I like, okay, okay. Yeah. So you're listening to Mary Chapin and the Chicks and you're just playing along with them? Yeah. on your electric guitar yeah yeah okay terrible it's terrible i feel bad for my neighbors but they seem nice. this is this is a safe space right you get right, to dork right. out about your love of country music and yeah. um so um well that's kind of fun it's uh you know the i just one of the one of the uh one time i i went back to play with sort of a in South Milwaukee they had like a, a the 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 band had a reunion but not really they were going to play oh, on something like at the heritage day for parade or something yeah right? and so I go yeah. because Paul Burridge and Stefan Zagorowitz are going to play in the the drums and I so they let me have trumpet and I sat next to 
oh, what the hell was her name? Anyway, um, she was first, like first or second chair. She was really good at it. And all of a sudden they started playing the cadence from marching band. And I cried. I laughed and cried because it was, it was all that muscle memory and all that yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. Cause that's yeah. what music will do for you. Right. That'll just, right. it'll, it'll make you all remember that stuff. So, so it's interesting. What would you, what would you say? Like people who have kids, you would say just buy toy toy instruments and let them noodle around with them. Well, when they're really little, like when they're toddlers, unless you know, like I have a colleague whose son, when he was like two, walked up to a piano and could play um, stuff like, from ear. Yeah. yeah, like like you know, when your kids are little and you sing them like lullabies and stuff, yeah. and the kid like plunked on the piano and then immediately he figured out how to play his favorite lullaby <laughs> yeah, yeah and he seriously was like two years old um and I, and i i the subject came up because i was looking to buy a piano and um and my colleague said oh you should talk to you should talk to nancy at this piano place and i was like oh okay cool do you have a piano and he's like yeah my son plays piano and i'm like oh really cool is he what's what's the story and he said oh he's a freshman at juilliard oh wow and i said oh so he's like one of the top five piano players in the world <laughs> and uh and dan said yeah most people don't understand that and i'm like mm-hmm. yeah yeah no yeah, i yeah. get that i totally get that so um yeah i mean i think the thing is with kids is listen to music like every wherever you live if you live in a like you know decent sized city like even a small like saint paul chamber orchestra does kids programming right, right? Um, or like Yo-Yo Ma is on Sesame Street all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, but like expose your kids. But I think what I, like my kids, I've never pushed them to practice. And right. I think, I don't know if that's smart or not. Yeah. Um, but during the pandemic, my daughter taught herself to play the guitar. Okay. And she plays guitar almost uh, every day on her own. Right. Like, through a guitar app that she put on her iPhone and okay. Um, and you know, they both take singing lessons and uh, that's neat. Yeah. And you know, Noah sings in the choir at school and Judah can't wait to get to high school and sing in the choir. So, okay. yeah. Okay. Which, you know, of course those kids were the dorks. So yeah. I'm yeah. To be supportive. Cause I'm uh, like, are you going to get beat up for your lunch money? Um, right. Andy was so, in the choir uh well, my fella need i say more need so. I, <laughs> he is a dork and he owns it he owns that's it that's right it's uh, right i know that's just no the, the the little group of high schoolers call themselves the nerd herd <laughs> so, right uh, and i mean right it has been co-opted into the into the world uh you know the yeah. um the people have, have sort of like everybody loves star wars now right Everybody right. loves Firefly and and also they're like and... billionaires too. So right, right there. But I think the other thing is that like there's so much emphasis with kids, like that they are going, you know, that they have to be like elite, right? Right. Everybody has like, to be the best. Yeah. Like my kids on a no cut swim team, they don't cut anyone, mm-hmm. right? It should be that way, but. If you play soccer or football or any of the high school sports, if you if you haven't been playing since you were three, you can't. It's hard. To, it's hard to. It's hard, measure right? up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because you don't and have so, the skills. Yeah. Well, or or that they don't allow you to be bad, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because so, if you haven't been practicing since you were three, you you haven't had that. Right. You don't so have like, the muscle memory. You yeah. have a high school of 2000 kids and there's only 40 kids on the soccer team. Right. Right. Well, that's just stupid. Right. Nobody, none of those 40 kids, by the way, are going to be professional soccer players. Right. So right. what difference does it make if you have 40 or 60? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so that's everyone who wants to play soccer should get to play soccer yeah. or football or whatever. Yeah. Like, and learn to appreciate music and learn to understand a little bit about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, for me, learn to be tolerant of the music that the kids listen, that the young people listen to <laughs> Ah, the kids, the kids today and their, and their hip hop. And yeah, so um, I don't have hip hoppers. I have pretty much pop poppers. So, oh, oh, right, right. Oh, the, um, yeah, the sort of more the dance. 
No, they just like you know, like um, Taylor Swift or yes, I wouldn't know. Who <laughs> are, so. Right, and by the way, Jackie Taylor Swift is forty. Anyway, so uh, they like I, Taylor Swift. <laughs> okay, fair enough. We, we went and saw. Um, How old is Taylor Swift? Now I need to know. Go ahead. Um, we went and what is this? What was the concert we went and saw recently? Um, she just did a. a Oh, Taylor Swift is 32. Okay. So she is actually just out of her 20s. So it's fine. She gets to still be a, 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 a relevant pop icon. Well, um, that's, that's a relief. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who do you, uh, didn't you go see like like Ed Sheeran or something? You know, I, I mean, I hate to even mention it because I bought tickets to Ed Sheeran. Right. And uh, we ended up having to go to a wedding that weekend. No, I went. we went and saw that um it'll come it'll come to me after this show right right um you went and saw something and it was super fun so you saw a lot yeah. so you see live music with the kids yeah and i would see almost anything like i you know that's the thing is like when i lived in new york a bunch of friends of mine were going to like some heavy metal thing and they're like oh but you wouldn't want to go and i'm like oh i absolutely would want to go right wow like, right. Why not? I mean, are there earplugs? Is it going to, you know? <laughs> right. Could you hear it through the, the with, with some I'm sort still, of buffer? 30 years later, I'm still shaking from it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, no, I would go see anything. Okay. Yeah. So, I, I like. You can always leave. Right. right. If you don't it's like not it. It's servitude, right? You didn't <laughs> buy a ticket and you're not. Although I will say we went and saw something recently that was not good. And I dropped Sam and the kids off and they sat too close. Oh, it's hard to leave. It's hard to leave if you're too close because you feel self-conscious. Though right, I will you say- You want to make the artist feel bad. It's like if you ordered a dish that just wasn't to your liking, but was prepared properly. You suck it up. This was music yeah. not to my liking. But they were doing was, it right? But they were doing it right. You know, so then I felt bad, but we did leave. So, Well, I have to say that Andy once took me early dating, uh, so we didn't know how to leave. We went with his his friends, Aaron and Chris, Kirsten, and um, it was performance art. Oh, yeah. And the main two characters were nude, wrapped in saran wrap, and they dropped, they had Benoit balls or like metal balls up them. And he picked her up and she dropped it into like a bird bath. And it was genuinely one of the weirdest things I've ever sat through in my life. The gutsiest people, because it was a theater in the round. So we were all, you had to walk through the cast to leave. But the gutsiest Hilarious. people was an older couple in probably in their middle to late 60s who genuinely 25 minutes in got up and left and i was like yeah they they knew that they had to go they couldn't stick it out <laughs> it reminds me of the uh, uh multi-generational korean family who went to see margaret cho we were sitting like eight or ten seats from them and okay turned to rima and i said this is not going to end well for them Oh, right, because they were too close, but there were eight of them. I don't think they knew what they were getting themselves into. <laughs> Sometimes people are just psyched because I get a lot of people who come and they're like, we saw that you're Armenian. And I said, all of the jokes about my dad can be turned into Armenian jokes, maybe. Possibly. Uh, possibly. Yes. But then that seems a sweeping generalization. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, it was Brandy Carlisle that we went and saw. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. What was, was the great. first... What was the first concert you ever saw? Was it a was it an orchestra? <laughs> it was uh, Jean Lapante. Jean Lapante, which I do not know who that is. Uh, he's a like a um, French guy who plays electric violin. Oh, um, oh. like sort of uh, uh, jazz. Um, yeah, I mean, I went and saw like the Milwaukee Symphony and the Chicago Symphony and things like that. But that was the first like is it I elect spent ten dollars buying a ticket to go see oh. some. Fair enough. Is the electric violin the one that's essentially just the, the neck? Depends. They're all different. I mean, oh. I've seen everything that looks like a normal. You, know, you could do a pickup on a wood one to okay. like super modern. Right, right. Uh, yeah. So do you have do you have a favorite instrument in the past 30 odd years that you that you like that 
when did you pick up the electric guitar? When did you get that electric guitar? Because oh, that's friends, the one you're noodling yeah. now. Yeah, some friends were getting rid of, um, they were renovating their house. And so they had it, their daughter played it and they offered it. And so. Um, Andy has an acoustic guitar that he's going to bring to, to uh, supposedly to Guitar Center to get rid of. And yeah. uh, I don't know we when that's going to happen. guitar as well. Okay. Um, and that's when Noah plays. Um, yeah, I mean, in my, my home office, like at the beginning of the pandemic, I rented a cello mm-hmm. for a while. My hands aren't big enough. <laughs> well, so, we are a small-handed people. Correct. So We also, um, Darla and I both have very small penises because of our hand size. Mine's anyway. almost invisible. As <laughs> Mine's an out. innie. Okay, so. So- so you went to you you went straight to like an explicit rating now, right? I just I, for some reason I had to insert a dick joke for some reason. You guys, yeah, I just said insert. Okay, so ridiculous. Uh, so, well, we have about ten more minutes. Is there anything you would like to say about orchestras, uh, instruments that we have not covered? Because we can also just wrap it up. Because I just I'm psyched you were able to do this last minute. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I. You know, like I've never understood people like I, you know, Sam will never listen to this. So I can, I can, yeah. <laughs> I can grump a bit, um, but I've never understood people who say, well, I don't ever want to listen to a certain kind of music. Right. Like I'm never going to go to like a 50 cent concert yeah. except unless somebody gave me a ticket. If it were free, you would and go. And then a hundred times I'd go. Because right? <laughs> I'd be like, well, that's interesting, right? Right. And again, right. you're not locked in forever. You can go, you enjoy. Right? What about what about seating? See, that's the thing is I would go to any concert if there were seating. Oh, yeah. I don't care for like the whole. I don't like, want to stand. Mosh pity type thing. No. Right, right. We went and saw Heart about a yeah. year and a half ago. And that was delightful. Yeah. And um, um, yeah. But like. who's the other like you know one of these sort of like feminist icons i can't think of her name but uh you know like susan b anthony sure sure it was susan b anthony like the concert was at like the state theater downtown the tickets i think were 110 bucks a piece Mm -hmm. uh you know it costs like 40 bucks to park nearby right to listen to someone lecture us about the evils of capitalism sure and i thought well this is awesome you know <laughs> right thank you joni Can i get a t-shirt <laughs> right for 60 dollars as well right. yeah exactly. it's uh exactly. the, the markup on the t-shirts is kind of ridiculous as well but would I, go, I would totally go so i think some of the really fun things i've done which i um like noah wanted to go to lilith fair is that okay yeah that's one of the ones yeah yeah um and i was like well it turns out i'm glad she didn't because there was of course some like crimes or crimes or something yeah yeah. Uh, uh but uh but like stuff like that that i really enjoyed like big festival you know, I went to Lollapalooza loaded. once. That's what it was in Chicago, Lollapalooza. Okay. Yeah. I saw Jane's Addiction. Many of the bands that I've seen, it was a bit of a ripoff for others. The fact that, because I don't appreciate music, but I win. Uh, I saw Miles Davis once by accident. Oh my gosh. That's so yeah. cool. It was in yeah. Provincetown. He was playing at the, at the, at the, not the courthouse, but the town hall. Yeah. And Jenny Bergman had an extra ticket. And he wanted, he asked a woman in the front row if she had meant, uh, dental floss. He said, this will go better if anyone has some dental floss. And a woman in the front row had dental floss in her purse. He, oh, that's uh, hilarious. Yeah. He, he had something to, stuck. Yeah. And he had, for his embouchure, he just needed to fix it up. I love it. Yeah. I, you know, like, I think those kinds of things, I would totally go see almost anybody. Right. Right. Like, it um, sounds like it. It sounds like you were like, but would you, but would it be fun to go see Mary Chapin or the chicks? Oh, I've seen them both. Yes. Oh, have you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, I think one of the things is like, it's hard post pandemic, which is not over. No. Um, like post lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like to think about sitting in a, in a confined space like that. With right. thousands of people. Yeah. 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 To go that, to go so, to an indoor concert would be weird. Yeah. So we tried in Denver a few weeks ago to go see something at Red Rocks. Yeah. Um, but it was like a I draw the line here. It was some Christian rock band. 
Um, oh, right, right. Well, yeah, you don't need to be preached at. Right. But, no, no, no. And, so, and yes. But what like about you should night, come to L.A. and come to the Hollywood Bowl. Those are those I are fun. I've been to the Hollywood Bowl. Do you know that? I did not know that. What did but you I see went to the, see a movie. There was a movie at the Hollywood Bowl? Of it was the weirdest was. thing. Yeah. What was it? It was some like gay film festival thing. Oh, okay. All right. So, but I would love to go see. And like Ravinia in Chicago, I would love to do that. And the place in Wisconsin where some people died in a plane crash. Was it, there's like a rolling hills of some sort. Yeah, it's called, yeah, it's called like that. that. Yeah, it's a green. Yeah. I think the word green is involved. I think, it, I think you're right. It's a, music is my life, Rangers. So, uh, <laughs> Well, and names, I have no, I cannot offer any help with the names. So. Right, right. But I remember we played one of my favorite symphonies we played in band was a Dvorak symphony. And it was super interesting to play. And granted, bass clarinet is all one, two, three, four, two, two, three, four, 13, two, three, four, pop, 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 one, two, three, four, two, two, three, four, three, two, three, you know, that kind of thing. But um, yeah, but I did like Dvorak a great deal. And I do kind of, you know what? And one of my favorite things is like the soundtrack to Bridgerton. Have you ever heard that? Yeah, yeah. Where yeah they, I love that music. I love yeah. that music. They, yeah. they take pop tunes and they and they give it to a, a quartet. Yeah, it's lovely. And I just think it sounds cool. And I would love to play that music, right? Yeah. And so periodically, I have a, an acquaintance who plays a viola in uh, like a community orchestra and she's, constantly on me but i'm like you know to do it right to do it well you got to practice every day and i uh, you know i don't it's know it's just spelling, another thing yeah spelling bees getting in the way or something i don't know what right candy crush so yeah um, you never know anyway. maybe when the kids are grown up yeah so. derelication or derelication let me just tell you that it has been a delight to talk to my own sister, as it always is. We talk most days, <laughs> but do. this we recorded. We recorded. You did the Dork Forest. We talked about music. We talked about orchestra. We talked about. Um, is there anything you want to plug? Not particularly. I can't imagine. I mean, if people need a socially responsible financial advisor and have millions of dollars, you should probably figure yeah. out how to find her. Yeah, if you're in Minneapolis and want to, or St. Paul and want to come see Tim Miller, uh, MSNBC correspondent, who's going to be. Yeah, that's uh, right. I'm going to be interviewing him on September 12th. Uh, oh my gosh. That, it, you do have something to plug. That's right. It's an author date. <laughs> okay. I will put that in the, in the, in, in, in the, the show notes. Yeah. yeah. In the show notes, Darla's going to uh, moderate a uh, Tim Miller author uh, thing and that will be in St. Paul, Minnesota in September. What's the date again? September 12th at uh, the Lost Fox, which is and, a bookstore, uh, right? Nope, it's a cafe and restaurant. Okay, so beer and wine and coffee. coffee. Uh, and subtext is selling books, and yeah, <laughs> I'm putting on a book reading so yes. <laughs> that is awesome. Thank you so much yeah. for doing the show. And Rangers, you know the rules out there take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. Thank we. You. Why don't we just call that as the end of the show?